What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. What we got today, Yinka? We got UGK Underground Kangs. Make it a make it a classic. This is the double disc. It was released in uh, August two August seventh, two thousand seven. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you want to just start it off with the where were you? Well, uh, or the why? Let's let's talk about why we wanted to do this UGK album first. I think that we've been focused on a lot of, I guess, New York hip hop albums. We kind of wanted to branch out a little bit, and so you know, you and I are both. UGK, uh, big UGK fans, and so we kind of right. like, well, you know, they had this album that came out in 2007, and it was good. Right. Um, there's a lot of very good material on it, but mm. you know, when, when you think back about UGK albums, like, what, what's the one that stands out? Riding dirty, easy. And when you're having conversations, I mean, does anyone even really talk about this double LP? Rarely gets brought up. So yeah. I, I think that's why we wanted to do this. So just in case, you know, there's UGK fans out there who who really like this album. We like it too. Yep. But I'm of the mindset that this could be on the level of Riding Dirty, at least in terms Ooh. of at least in terms of a conversation. Maybe right. it would be like their commercial mm-hmm. riding, but I think it I think it should have a lot more praise than it did get and it, and it yeah. got some good praise so yeah. where was i i was it's 2007 um i'm in dc now um going out to clubs lounges and i've pretty much given up on hip-hop at this point this is kind of <laughs> when i started to get away but i mean you know i was still kept in touch because you know i'm out all the time at, at clubs and whatnot right so that's pretty much where i was yo it's weird because so I graduated from college in 2006 and the two major singles that everybody loves off this album came out before I graduated. I remember, you know, enjoying those songs in college. Um so in 2007 when the album itself finally came out, I feel like it had kind of been percolating the momentum had kind of been percolating a little yeah, bit maybe. so i mean i was in 2007 i was in california um had just you know moved back and uh i, I mean I, i'm trying to remember what other albums were out around the time i think the clips uh the clips hell hath no fury came out around that the time out. as well yeah um and uh balling you know the whole jim jones that second phase of jim jones was i, I feel odd, like I Atlanta was becoming real prominent and Houston had Houston had kind of peaked a little bit yep. um you know you had your, um what was it um Paul Wall you had and, the, uh, the Swisher Mike House Jones guys. and Slim, Slim Thug, Thug. and yeah. Bumby was doing this Bumby was, was was holding it down for exactly Lil Flip Bumby yeah. was holding it down for UGK while Pepsi was incarcerated right on a kind of on a bullshit charge too yeah, I don't um, really know a lot about that. Uh, it was essentially, I want to say it was like an aggravated assault thing, okay. and basically they put him they put him away because like he like missed like a parole hearing or probation hearing, or, okay, or probation hearing, something like that. Okay, um, I think I think that's the gist of it. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things we kind of talked about briefly when we talked about this album is, um, I feel like the the magnitude of international players anthem may have kind of sucked all the air out of the room in terms of the momentum of this album like that song was just so big well let's let's get yeah. into that a little bit later when we get into the okay. the, the highs and the lows but uh, are, we, are we done with the, the where are we yeah uh, so what about the uh, critical reception 
Critical reception. Uh, again, like not really a lot of talk about this album. I think everything there was a lot of talk about everything else. There was a lot of talk about international players anthem. Right. There was talk about um, you know P- Pimp C being out. Yeah. Uh, Pimp C was being very vocal at the mm-hmm. time about a lot of things, uh, <laughs> which we probably can talk about a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, to say. Yeah, but uh, I think that's that's what I would say about so i have a co-worker and she's in san antonio uh shout out to ditra and she is a big ugk fan and you know she's i guess she's from houston and Mm -hmm. so you know houston and and pa poor arthur they have i guess a kind of connection i mean there's a lot of you know ugk fans in houston and so she's got ugk fans from all around and she asked a lot of people hey like what were your thoughts on this album and some people like oh you know it's good um it wasn't a classic other people were like yeah it was a classic you know these are diehard ugk fans right and i think that her perception was that in the south Mm -hmm. um this album was very well received and it was very much appreciated but nobody really puts it on the level of uh, riding dirty no one really puts it on the level of super tight not even dirty money mm. um which it has some you know dirty money uh that joint that look at me was like my anthem right. like second year right. just me in my dorm room because no one else outside of my <laughs> dorm room wanted to listen to that shit but just me my headphones right. my laptop i was bumping that look at me motherfucker look at me <laughs> anyway um so yeah i, I think that and, and, and what I said, like in terms of putting this album on the on the on the level of Ryan Dirty, it's just right. that I think that when you talk to hip hop heads mm-hmm. who do have an appreciation for UGK, every single one of them will tell you just how classic and flawless or near flawless that album uh, Ryan Dirty is. For sure. And I think that as good as this double disc was, you just don't really hear people talking about it on the national scale. And I yep. think that they should be. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that we'll talk about when we talk about highs and lows and, and how can you make this album better is just mm-hmm. the marketing of it. Right. Um, because there is a lot of, there's a lot of good tracks in here. In fact, yeah. there's some good tracks on here that we're probably going to have to cut out uh, yeah. to make to make my classic. Okay. So, But that's a critical perception from my point of view. I kind of had to do some field research there. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you want to get into the highs? Get into the highs. So right off the bat, um, you know, it's interesting. International Players Anthem, The uh, <laughs> I, I guess it's like a remix, because I want to say yeah. that 3-6 uh, actually had their own version of this. Uh, I think so. 3-6 had a version with that with that sample. Yeah, and, um, they, and they're, they're the ones who produced it. And they track. produced it. And then there's also supposedly a version that doesn't have uh, Andre on it, which we can talk about. Well, I mean, <laughs> later. It, well, you know what? Um, that might have actually helped out UGK because mm-hmm. when I think about that song, I yep. don't always um, link it to this album. Mm-hmm. In fact, that yeah, even though you know, uh, Pimp C when when the when the when the bit when the beat drops yep. and or the when the drums drop rather, and Pimp C comes on, I mean that verse yeah. is is ridiculous, that right? Crazy. Bum B follows it up, and you know, I'm I'm not a, the biggest big boy fan, but he mm. he ends the track nicely as yeah. well. But Andre, that verse uh, that comes, that, you know, comes from Andre. Mm-hmm. Like I almost feel that most people, when they think about this track, they almost kind of can kind of attribute it to Outkast more than they can attribute yeah. to UGK. And as mm-hmm. as good as the song is, as good as they are on it, I, you know, it we'll, we'll get song. to this later. But ultimately, you know, when I, when I when I do make a classic, I am going to keep the track on the album. You but have to. I could make an argument that. The album would actually better be better without uh, international players wow. anthem. I, so, I, I'm not going to do that, but I think right. that given what we are talking about, the fact that this one song kind of takes away from the rest of the album, mm-hmm. I think you could make an argument that you should actually 
you know take it off so i mean just because we're on this and and we may, may talk about it later as well um this song was the perfect storm in that um three six mafia had the whole hustle and flow it's hard out here for a pimp they had stay fly they had a whole bunch of hit records and then they, the they got the, Kanye, the oscar the, um, or whatever um whatever they got it was uh papa marcala the drum yeah, yeah papa marcala yeah. yeah they so they they were the shit at the time yes, they were. um they were all over the place Twisted i think they even from side they even side. had a um a reality show at the time i don't remember that but yeah. i i was 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 project pat on there was he in jail? I don't know. I think he might have been Because in jail. right around that time, that he also had that um, good googly moogly. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so they were they were huge. And then Outcast is Outcast. You right. Know, at this point in time, Outcast has already put out their double CD, which has gone diamond. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm and saying? And I think so around this like, time, they also, also had Idlewild, the movie. Was, and they oh, had Idlewild, right. the, 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 the soundtrack, which yeah. a lot of people, you know, people didn't really talk about that. But, but yeah, but. Look, so, I mean, this song was like the nexus of all of these huge movements yeah. bubbling at the same time. And then time. you had Pimpsey coming, coming out of jail. Um, the, the crazy thing about it is the whole story about how the song almost didn't take place because of the fact that, you know, uh, Pimpsey, I guess, gets Andre's verse back after they decide that they want to put Outkast on the song. <laughs> they get the song back and... And Pimp C's like, where the fuck's the drums? <laughs> <laughs> and Andre took the drums out from under his verse and was like, I think my verse goes better without the drums. And then, and then let the drums drop after. Yeah. And Pimp C's like, no, fuck that. Take him off the song. You know, <laughs> I, I respect the musical mind of Pimp C, but Andre got this one right. Oh, it definitely, definitely because the thing got is, it right. When, when the drums come in with, uh, with Pimp C, uh, it, it accentuates his verse. And it's like, definitely. you've got this buildup of... The energy is is different. It's perfect. It's a perfect build It's up. such a unique club song. It's one of those club songs where it's like, you can even put it on now yep. as like, almost like it's a transition piece. Yep. And it's so cool that it's like, you don't really need to be dancing. You could just, everyone can yeah. sing along. Everyone yep. knows the lyrics. Yep. And then they know what's coming. And when that beat drops, like everyone yep. just goes nuts and you got, yeah, see my bitch choose it. As a DJ, like there's, that's one of those records that you just know. Like um, I would say, and it's funny to, to compare it to something so modern but um the dreams uh and nightmares uh intro with meek mill where meek mill has a, i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this and you just see everybody in the club just kind of vibing out because they know that that moment is going to come where that beat drops and it just you know goes crazy but uh you know other records like that that you kind of know you're going to get that feeling in the club is like mm -hmm. your your PSAs you know uh, oh, by right, Jay, right, right, where right, like right. everybody knows the words to yeah, and myself. then that joint just drops and everybody goes crazy so yeah I, I mean crazy record but anyway other other highlights so let me ask you real quick what what song do you most I guess attribute to this album or, or what 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 song do you, when you think about this album what's the song that actually really stands out Two of them. Okay. The game belongs to game me. Game belongs Dog. to me. Dog. That is like the illest hook this, ever. This in this life. song might be one of like the greatest records ever put on wax. Yeah. Like this shit is fire. Yeah, crazy. And then gravy. Great gravy is a good one. Gravy too. to me is like you know just th that's like the UGK I want to hear. Like right. that smooth, you know. And then you get the, uh, my man uh, Pimp C on the hook, and the beat is just riding out like. 
I think UGK music for me, the, the records that I gravitate towards are the ones that are just like, I can see myself in the car with the windows down. Just So I want to bring, you, you, you bring up a good point. I wanted to talk about it. I know we've yeah. talked a lot about uh, Cali music and how Dre kind of made songs for, you know, uh, made songs for The Whip and Right Now. Right. But honestly, like, I mean... Do you, in my mind, I think UGK makes the best riding music. Yeah. Some of the best riding music I've do. ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any any group or, or solo artist. I mean, that look, like, riding music. I drive a 2009 Honda Fit. All right? <laughs> it's a little it's a little hashback. But let me tell you, when I got when I got UGK on, when I got, you know, Chrome Play the Woman and uh, and, and, and this, that, and the other, or front, back, fuck side, to side. Exactly. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I put the windows down. I got one hand on the wheel, and I'm like, look, I know it's a hashback, but, yo, I feel like I'm whipping the slab right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just good riding music. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, gravy for, for riding, for sure. But uh, let's go back to the game belongs to me. You want to just talk about that record? So... It's all right. It's attracted. I want to say it's uh yeah. It's, it's co-produced by Pimp C, and I think that one of the highlights on uh, for me on this is that Pimp C is heavily involved with the music itself. Yeah, um, definitely. He's not just he's not just an MC. Uh, he is, I guess, the, probably the musical mind behind yeah. uh, b- behind a lot of what we're hearing. Yeah, and you know, no disrespect to Bumby. Bumby is dope, mm-hmm. um, but just. <clears throat> At least, at least I know I feel this way. I, I, Yinka probably feels this way. But when it comes to UGK, I mean, it's it really is about it really is about Pimp C. Um, yeah. And so this song is a quintessential Pimp C song. I like the things that he's talking about. I I, I think the hook, like the fact that, I mean, it's kind of tough, right? It's mm-hmm. a sensitive subject because, um, well, I guess it'd be a sensitive subject now. But at the time, Whitney Houston was still alive, correct? Yeah. So the the fact that he says, you know, yeah. I got Bobby, uh, Bobby by the pound, Whitney, Whitney by, by the key, key DJ, DJ Screw by the gallon, bitch, the game belongs to me. What? I mean, like, if you know those references, I mean, it's just, and you know what he's talking about. Yeah. And that was around the time, I think, and maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's always been a thing, but like where you were calling drugs based on the person so like mm-hmm. people call people call we like reggie now mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying bush we reggie uh you know you were calling it whitney if you talking about so the <laughs> fact that he was like you know he put that on a song it was something that i think was like colloquial slang that we all kind of knew mm-hmm. but then he put it on the track and he put it on the track in such a dope way like you know whitney uh by the key he's talking about coke bobby by the pound he's talking about weed and then DJ Screw by the gallon, he's talking about scissor. And then, you know, I, I just I thought that that was dope that he put that on the record. And it, it just sounds so smooth. It's yeah, the, the beat is smooth. Um, some of the, I mean, the lyrics are good. I, I want to mm-hmm. say one of your, this is probably one of your favorite uh, Pimp C verses, right? Yeah. The, the one he's sure. talking about uh, how pimping is moved from the streets <laughs> to the webcam. Yeah. Just easy cameras and screens, screen. easiest money you could get. It's the American, American dream, dream, bitch. Nah. But yeah. Um, so, any other highlights you want to go over? Uh, so yeah, on the uh, on the second disc, um, the song mm-hmm. "Cocaine" with Rick Ross. Yeah, that shit is fire. Duh. Um, that joint is tight, and uh, you know, I'm even gonna say this uh, this real women joint with Talib Kweli and Raheem Devon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you know, Pimp C is on the hook, but he's not actually on a verse. Yo, but. Isn't this just a repurposing of an existing Raheem Devon song? I believe it is, yes. Yeah, so it's like, for me, I was just like, okay, I will leave it on there just because I'm yeah, like, but when you got yeah, Pimp get, on the get hook. money. But, you got Pimp C on the hook like that. Yeah, I, I, 
it didn't do anything new for me. Okay. Um, and we've already discussed our love hate relationship with Talib Kweli. So yes. adding him to the record to me didn't really do anything. That's fine. But one one big highlight on this too that I gotta say is Shattered Dreams. Um, and Shattered Dreams uh, this is uh, produced by Pimpsey and no one else. Right. That track. Um, I can improve it. In fact, when when we go into make it a classic portion, I will improve the track. Yeah. But that song, the lyrics on that are really really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, just last week we were talking about Kendrick, and if you like mm-hmm. Kendrick's uh, lyrics on on some of the songs that you talked about, I mm-hmm. mean, Pimpsey's uh, lyrics on this joint are very, I think they're very very good. Yeah. So those are the those so are the highlights. My, I, I, my highlight, I would add because I, I agree with most of what you said. I, I didn't, I don't really remember Shattered Dreams like that, and I probably just need to go back and listen again. Um. But uh, is just Pimp C's musical involvement. Oh yeah. Um, and the the you know if you really think back to the time, you know, Bun was kind of holding the flag for UGK for for many years. Um, and you know he had put out the Trill album, which a lot of people thought was was also good. Uh, not too long before this. Um, but I think I think Pimp C is the soul of UGK. Oh, I mean, this, and, that, you know, so the be- the beats that that Bun B was rapping over you know when he was doing his solo thing were a lot different from a musicality perspective than the music that we get here um i think you know the knowledge of the samples the ability to you know play in along with the samples they did some interpolations of some some songs mm-hmm. that we we already know on on this record and uh you know the smooth melodic hooks that that you get from uh from Pimp C i think were huge on this album so should we get into uh, the lowlights? Yeah, let's let's do that. So me, um, I've got one which is going to translate to two tracks. Okay. All right, and it's Jazzy Faye. Get him the fuck mm. off the record. Mm. I don't I don't need I don't need Jazzy Faye on the record. Uh, he's got two uh, two tracks on here. Mm-hmm. One is a stop and go, and the other is um, what is it? Oh yeah, tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like either one of them. They mm-hmm. can go. Okay. Like automatically. Those are those are, those are low lights to me. In fact, I had to emphasize this. Okay. I was going through Jazzy Faye's like single production discography, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't like any of these tracks. And in fact, <laughs> in fact, Jazzy Faye. The reason why the reason why I, I'm gonna sound so angry about this is because I mean I used to really really love hip hop music. You right, know this. Right. And right around this time is when I was you know kind of deviating from that going into classic rock going into jazz music going into funk music just anything else but hip hop right? right and Jazzy Faye and producers like that and a lot of the stuff that other people liked they're the reason why you know I fell in lo- fell out of love in hip hop like mm. I thought the music was so trash and <laughs> so bad like I couldn't stand to fucking listen to it yeah. so it's on, it's on these it's, you know he's got a couple tracks on here they sound dated they sound bad I don't want them at all if you like Jazzy Faye good for you I don't I said my piece. I'm good. Those are my low lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't. I didn't feel that way necessarily about stop and go. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was it was cool little little ditty. Um, but yeah, uh, my low lights. I, I mean, let's just. It, it, this is almost my low light for every double disc, right? It's I a mean, double disc. It's a double disc, yeah. right? And it's just too fucking long. There's too many songs, man. I feel you. <laughs> like you know, and and some of the songs are kind of filler. Um. The other thing I will say about my lowlights is that I um I've learned over time, and this is part of the reason why the Where Were You is so important. Mm-hmm. That like I think I get a different appreciation of music when I've experienced the scene that that it's created in. 
Um, and I've never been to Houston before, mm-hmm. and I've, I've never, never yeah, and I've never really experienced the e- Port Arthur either. But Houston, I've I've never really experienced their culture like mm-hmm. in 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 real time. And um, a lot of these records that have like you know local area Houston dudes, Young T O E DJ Bido, like you know I I don't know those guys, and I, I their their contributions didn't really do a lot for me, gotcha. you know. So I think those are my lowlights. So uh, you want to go directly into the making a classic? Do you want to go first, or you got it? Okay. Um, so right off the bat, you know we're gonna, you know this is not gonna be a double disc. This is gonna be a single disc, right? Um, and there are a lot of good tracks on here that I'm gonna have to get rid of. Okay. Um, and so you know what? Instead of us doing this, like usually what we do is we just kind of you know we do one at a time. But I think we might be able to do this at the same time because i think we we both feel pretty favorably about this album yep um so let's just go let's just let's just go top to bottom okay and say and say whether or not we're going to keep it or not mm-hmm. so me personally um i love the way the album comes in with switches and dojas mm-hmm. it, it's like it's a quintessential ugk sound mm-hmm. brought up to speed you know the, with the contemporary uh production and everything's like mm-hmm. that but it's still got that smooth riding out mm-hmm. and i mean the switches and dojas i mean that just sounds like a ugk track so I cut for it. me it's good you're cutting it i cut it and wow and the reason I cut it was it, it just it was okay, but it it, it didn't start it, it didn't give me the like the uh like the punch really? that I want in my intro. Okay. I put Underground Kings as my intro. Interesting. Okay. And I felt like I Underground that. Kings br- brings it out like, oh yo, this is UGK, we back, bam. You okay. know. So that's what I did. But so 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 you and I are gonna disagree off the top on two things. <laughs> I'm actually cutting Underground Kings. Uh, I like the song. Like I said, there are gonna be some good songs on here that are gonna get cut. Yeah. I think I un, if Underground Kings makes my cut, it's uh-huh. gonna be one of the last tracks to make it. Right. Um. I, look, I thought it was a good song. I just thought some other ones were really good. And like yeah. I said, like Switches and Dosha to me is is. I mean, I I thought. I mean, the way it comes in, I thought yeah. it was absolutely perfect. Cool. So, but I think we're both cool with keeping international players anthem, right? I mean, yeah, we've already spoken we about it, so yeah. we can come on. Um, I got to keep Chrome play the woman. I've of course, got to. yeah, All right, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. No, no Chrome play the woman there. is, is um, Yeah, I fell in love with my Chrome, chrome play the woman. Yo, when I'm in my car, just friend. like trunk said he home what? i fell in love with my chrome play the woman yo, yo that's like that's why i said like Percy is that dude i know i don't i don't i don't have like a classic uh a classic whip like that but it don't matter <laughs> when i'm in my hatchback like it makes me feel like i don't know it just makes me feel like that so life, life is 2009 so this is an interesting one for me i like this track a lot mm-hmm. um i love the two short is on this album i think yeah. it needs to be on this album and yeah. it's obviously if you're gonna have you know the i guess a remix of 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 his quintessential his classic track life is too short obviously he needs to be on that but i think i'm actually gonna cut it from the album right what do you think i actually went back and forth over this song as well um and i feel exactly the same way that you do um i think you know a lot of you know this we would find out later that this is the you know the late in the life of pimpsey mm-hmm. and pimpsey was very outspoken around this time he did a lot of interviews and one of the interviews that he always you know right actually right prior to him passing away because they were on tour together uh too short and ugk were okay. on tour together when, when he when he passed away in that, in that hotel that's room. a show i, I would have wanted to see yeah and so he always said that like he was like yo from the beginning too short and UGK just oh, we yeah. just always hit it off. We always felt like we were on the same vein in terms oh, yeah. of what I feel we like were Scarface about. is in that mix too. Yeah, but 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 Pimp C himself, yeah. you know, had a special type of respect for Too Short. Yeah. And I would love to have him on the record or on the, the whole album. Oh, but he's this, he's coming back 
there's another track okay. I'm gonna have him on. Yeah, but the song it sounds kind of dated, and yeah. I don't really need it. I I I, I do know? like the track, but yeah. to make it from my classic, it's not yeah. it's not gonna go on. So this is yeah. not this is not a, a garbage garbage track at all. It's no. just there's just yeah. not enough. There's too much good music. Yeah. Uh, to, to to put this one on. And so um, we're gonna, it's we're also it produced by Scarface. If it weren't for the fact that there's a better song produced by Scarface on his album, yeah. Um, I was actually talking about uh Candy. But still riding dirty as well. Okay, I think both of those are better than uh, the production on Life right, is. We'll get to Candy, but Candy actually doesn't make but, my uh, list. Okay, it makes mine. All, All right. right, anyway. All right, so Game belongs to me. We already talked about Yo, that. Game um, belongs to me needed to be promoted better because well, that it did have it record, did have a video, it had a video it and the video, video was dope. But I just needed more, man. Like like that record needs to be bigger than it is. So before we go on, I just want to say that one of the one of the things about. Uh, one of the things that I think needed to change or improve uh, in terms of this album wasn't just the fact that, you know, it was a double disc that could have been made, that could have been made into a single disc. Yeah. But I think that instead of investing the money into making more music, they should have yes. invested the money in marketing more songs. I mean, I think yeah. they, there's like five or six tracks on here that could have videos. Yeah, um, I, think, I think they should have had at least four videos. Okay, so, um, we'll, so we'll talk about that. And, um, and, and, Two hours of music is just never a good idea. No, I, I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? But anyway, go ahead. All right. So, so this is an interesting one for me. Like that, and it's the remix. They had the remix coming before the actual like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this song, and it's going gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna to stay on it for me. Um, I'm not going to call it a remix, though. Because yeah. it's, it's coming first, and I think where they place I, it on the track list is appropriate. Just I agree, and I'm cutting, I'm cutting the other one. I'm actually gonna keep the other one, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Okay. Um, Gravy, obviously, I think we're both keeping. Yeah. And that's un- the third single for me. By the okay. Way. Yeah. All right, I can see that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Underground Kings, I like it, but I, I just don't, I just don't need it. In fact, yeah. this is gonna, this is gonna get into the part of the album where a lot of these tracks are probably gonna be ones that I can, I can see cutting. Yeah. So underground one, underground Kings is the track that I'm cutting. Um, and I'm, that's the one that I'm keeping okay. from my, and you're going to, you're going to start it off. Uh, I'm also going to cut grind hard. Definitely. Okay. Um, so we don't really need to talk about that again. Yeah. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm, also gonna cut take the hood i'm back. cutting that first okay oh, and, and, so and, like and let's be one man like the runners mm-hmm. no disrespect to the runners they had a good run at the time i think did they do every day i'm hustling i, I think that, that was their big their breakout record right but they had like a whole bunch of records that kind of sounded similar in this time frame okay. um in this little like post little john era where mm-hmm. like other producers right. were kind of starting to fill fill in and, and, right. and do their thing being one of them. <laughs> yeah but uh the runners like their music is it, it like it lacks soul to mm-hmm. me like it's like it's like music that like it checks all the boxes that it should yeah, be hot, I, I feel, I but it's just saying. not. Uh, you know? I understand what you're so saying. yeah, but I, I would definitely cut that. And sorry, uh, I don't like quit. Hey, quit hating the South. It's got to stay on. Yes, yes. And the yes. funny thing about this song is, I'm not a huge fan of interpolations of other songs. Uh-huh. Um, and this is let's straighten it out, right? <laughs> which which we I love that song. Um, and and hopefully, if if cats aren't familiar with let's straighten it out, either the Lattimore version or the other version uh, that's really popular. I forget who who it's by. Definitely go listen to that song. It's a classic song that's been sampled a bunch of times. I thought it was kind of corny that they that the hook like mm-hmm. that they took 
but it's just so them. I, I, I love the track. It's just it. so them. I like I, it. I, it has to stay. All right. Um, sure. Heaven, I am also keeping. In fact, I'm keeping. Yeah. I'm keeping. Uh, man, it's got some good tracks on here. I'm keeping Heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping uh, Trill Ends Don't Die. I'm keeping How Long Can It Last. And I'm keeping man, you went Still. All the way down. I'm. I'm back and forth on still riding dirty, but we can we so, can we can go. Let's just go with uh, with heaven. So, so heaven, I also kept, and I I, I kind of went back and forth about it. Mm-hmm. I really really like the subject matter. The song is okay, but I mean it's not man enough that I would cut it. Okay. So I, I would say yeah, but trill niggas don't die is gone. Oh it's gone. Yeah. All right. Um, so again, this is another example of what we were talking about with um my friends that are from Houston. Or, you know, have that background. Shout out to, you know, Mike McElrath. Like, some <laughs> of my, my good friends that are, are Houston-based, they ride for Zero. They okay. love Zero. I've heard some stuff that I think is okay. Um, but, like, I don't think I really get the Houston movement enough okay. to enjoy some of these more Houston type of records. But like you that. know what, though? We, mm-hmm. We've we already said at the top of the show that, look, we're, we're not from the South. Right. Um you know, UGK definitely has classic records, but we're gonna we, at least me, I want this to be a record that everybody across you know yeah. across the U.S. talks about. And so, yeah. if we're not showing love to Houston, look, nah, bad. I'm definitely showing love to Houston. <laughs> it's a place I want to go. Um, I just I love I love Houston. I love their culture. Um, you know, I like a lot of their music. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really dope that that time frame in 2005 where you had that explosion of Houston music yeah. where everybody was out. I thought that was cool and, and different. And um, I would I would love to know more about it. But I just I can't try to pretend like I have a context to it. Like in Atlanta, I actually lived in Atlanta for a while. And during the time frame when Atlanta was really popping. And so I, I feel like I experienced that movement. Okay. And same with like the Bay Area, you know. I experienced their movement, but I've never experienced in Houston Houston's movement before. Okay. Um, how long can it last? I thought this was a good track. Yeah, I kept it too. So um, yeah, and I, I like that you got uh, Charlie Wilson on it. And again, Charlie like you'll Wilson's notice, heavy on here, right? You notice a lot of the songs that I, that I'm that I'm liking. They've got Pimp C. Either he's getting the producer credit or he's getting the co-producer. Yo, you want to talk about your man No Joe? Um, you you told oh, me something that I didn't know about. So I wasn't. So. I'm not too familiar with No Joe. I was just I was going through the list and I was like, well, who is this cat? Because he's on a lot of tracks that right. I like. And um, I think he's from. New Orleans, which okay. is hence the NL. Right, but uh, he spent, I guess, he spent some time in the Mid Atlantic, uh, Virginia area because he was part of the basement, uh, which is which. I, and I want to say he helped produce Jodeci's album. Uh-huh. Um, and if you listen to the Virginia uh, podcast that we did, yeah. we talked a lot about the basement and yep. how that was like a you know Timberland was in there and a bunch of other uh, oh um, Teddy Riley. It also right. says here, it says he contributed to Forever My Lady, which is huge, mm-hmm. but it says he actually contributed to a lot of Scarface albums, yeah. um, which is really dope, like Untouchable and The Diary. I love these albums. And Scarface, um, uh, Scarface is a person who, you know, I kind of, um, I guess I got on the Scarface train a little bit late, but yeah. uh, there was a, w- a while there in D.C. where like, Scarface was like it, like he oh, was yeah. that dude. Yeah, Scarf- Scarface was real big in D.C. for a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah. So um, Scarface is just dope. Like, oh, Scarface is somebody we definitely need to talk more about. Scarface because, is in. Last yeah. week we talked about you know I broke my MCs down into tiers. Right. It's, it's, Scarface is a tier one MC to me. Yeah. He's right in there with uh, with 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 Ice Cube and Rakim. Yeah. Um, like he's he's nice. Yeah, face so, is the, the, the 
do. Um, now, Still Riding Dirty, I'm actually kind of back and forth on this. And I like the track. I like that Scarface is on it. Um, he's even got this, like, he's even kind of like singing on the hook. But the only reason why I think I might cut it, actually, is just because the beat that he uses is like a beat that he used on, um, on his album, The Fix, which is a really, really good al- yep. album. Um, and it's like that's like the, the the beat that he was using as like the intro mm-hmm. and because of that I'm like it's on the fix I don't really need it here mm-hmm. we can try to find some someplace else to get Scarface on the track um, you like him on Candy I'm, I'm actually gonna cut Candy but uh, I like I like Still Riding Dirty and I kept it okay yeah. I, 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 I don't mind keeping it I can just I think just because of the reasons that I stated because yeah. like I said it's a beat that I've already heard and yeah. I'm kind of like eh, I don't really need it on Yo, here, but when I'm looking at the lengths of these songs oh they're long they're too long they are long <laughs> but anyway we can we can keep going alright so stop and go we're not gonna talk about uh, I don't want it on here so you can, you can keep it if you want to um, I'm not pressed about this song I thought it was okay alright cocaine cocaine uh, are we going to put are we gonna make a video for cocaine or no, this track is this track is dope, that would and it's be got dope. Rick Rick Ross on it. Yeah, that would be dope. And I mean, this is around the time when I, I didn't like Rick Ross. You know, I don't this think I was true. a fan yet. But this but... yo, the musicality of this record, like first yeah, of all, the nah, way that they mix the vocals is really good. And then yeah. it's got like this Colombian guitar, yeah. or something. Or it's got like that vibe of Colombia, yeah, something. Um, and it, you know, it's crazy the way they break this down, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, Pimp C is uh, no, excuse me, not Pimp C. Bun B is a guest professor. At oh, um, yeah, at, yeah. is it Rice? One of those schools. It's some it's some school in yeah. Texas. So this is a good university. He's like yeah. a, a guest professor, and I forget exactly what he talks about. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that on this record, right, mm-hmm. you've got uh, you've got Pimp C doing his whole little like his little ode to cocaine and talk about how oh, you know like did this but then you know it's in my veins and gives me all this feeling and whatnot but then right. Bun-, Bun B breaks down like the history of cocaine right, and talks right. about like where it comes from <laughs> and they used to put it in Coca-Cola so it's like yeah. on one hand it's, it's got you, you got the street uh, version of it and on the other hand it's like well look kids like right. this is what's up with cocaine <laughs> so it's so interesting but it's such a dope track yeah that's so, dope and, I, I and actually it's funny that you say that because I think that dichotomy is kind of like uh, you know a microcosm of what ugk is in general right like they're like they're they're so different and um and i think you know i I remember watching when underground kings came out i bought the dvd oh okay there was a dvd and i I actually should let you borrow it's yeah yeah but um but it's like pimp he's just getting out of he just got out of jail and you know the camera's following him and they're going in the studio he's showing how he produces records and yeah, uh, they're showing how he produces his records in the whole nine, and um, I think like one of the things that he really talked about or whatever on the joint was about how he was like, me and Bun, like we don't do everything together. We, I guess they they were each were in in different groups, and then like you know, Pimp heard Bun, and then Pimp was like, yo, I wanna I wanna rap with with this guy Bun, and he was saying, you know, he was like. I put Bun up against anybody. He was like, I would just have Bun battling people and Bun would just kill everybody. Like, he was just the, the dopest dude everybody knew. But Pimp is like something totally different. Yeah. And then you bring those two styles together and you get UGK. So I, I think that that definitely a good example of that. All right. So we're both keeping cocaine. Um, yeah. I want a video for it, but I, mm-hmm. I'm not pressed, but I, I definitely, I don't know. I think it just needs to be featured more because it's a really dope track. Yeah. All right. Uh, two types of bitches. <laughs> I love this track. 
I, me too. I thought I, you were going to cut it. No, no. I love this track. And Do you like Dizzy Rascal? No, he's gone. Um, he's okay, gone. He stays and, for me. No, he he's gone on it, uh-huh. and so is this little this little speech by Pimpin' Pimp Ken. Ken. Yeah, yo, he. I think I could take I could I could do without Pimpin' Ken, yo, even though you know you know who Pimpin' Ken is. Like he's like, like actually yeah. a pimp. I'm like, sure he yeah, is, but yo, the was, things that he says he like was popular at the time. Like this was around the time you know PIMP had come out from Fifty. Like mm-hmm. and people were just really fascinated with like Bishop Magic Don Juan right, 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 right. and all this other crap. And Pimpin' Ken was one of the pimps that. But yo, the things he, the thing he actually it's, it's interesting right because mm-hmm. look you know let's we we've got we we haven't really addressed it but we might as well address it now right like okay. pimp c has said some pretty fucked up things on the mic right uh but we both obviously are big fans of pimp c right right so it's kind of like you know if you're if you're a feminist like you know how, how do you kind of ride with this yeah. i don't mind some of the things that pimp c says mm-hmm. but what what pimp and ken had to say on here was is actually like I was like, dude, like, no, like, I don't stop even it. remember what he said. I he think I like, fast oh, forward. White him. bitches do this, and the black bitches do that, and the difference is that, like, you know, uh, uh, a white bitch is gonna go out there and, and get it, and, and a, a black bitch just wants it. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking wow. about? Yeah, I don't even know. All I know is I'm a big Dizzy Roscoe fan. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, you know, this was around the time also when Fix Up Look Sharp, I think, came out in 05. Mm-hmm. And so there was kind of this mild explosion of grime UK grime where you know people were finding out about it in America I was a big fan of, of Dizzy Rascal and it was just really dope for him to just kind of pop up on, on an album of a, of a group that I like um, so, so here's the deal the reason why he's not going to come on this track is because Jay Z's going to be on this track and okay. Jay Z's going to get back at Pimp C for killing uh, Big Pimpin and Jay Z's going to come back and slay this track so we so we get rid of Pimpin Ken and we add Jay and we keep Dizzy Rascal yo Jay actually liked Dizzy Rascal and I, there was a whole time frame when 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 Fix Up Look Sharp came out and everything that everybody was finding out about you know UK grime in America. Jay actually came out and was like, "Yo, this Dizzy Rascal guy is dope." We can all right. We can do that because I was gonna say that one of the problems with this song is it is mm-hmm. it's, it's a little too short. Um, mm-hmm. I think both Pimp C and Bun D kind of have short verses on this track. Yeah, like the track itself. They is, feature Pimp and Ken. Like Pimp and yeah. Ken probably talks the longest on the yeah. whole song. The track is five minutes. It's like five minutes long, right? Yeah. But here's the thing: once once you get uh, Pimp C hook bun b hook mm-hmm. it's only like a minute and 30 seconds into the track yeah. which is why i was like all right extend their verses and then have jay-z but if you want to do if you want to keep a drizzy rascal on it mm-hmm. and put jay-z on at the end we yeah. could do that jay-z needs to so, be on the side. so since we're here i'm gonna yes. i'm gonna go into this as well you're right? gonna talk um, about the, the jay-z pimp c story no but okay. we should talk about that all too right. uh but the whole pimp thing I don't. I don't really want to speak too much about how I feel about pimping okay. in general. I, I definitely think that my mentality and my views on it have matured a lot over time. All right. I think this at this at this time frame. I think my my they probably still were more mature. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say that since we are here and we're in this pimpsy you know mode, I think there should have been a song with Too Short, uh, Sugar Free. And Pimp C. Okay. Like all three of the like, you know, borderline novelty pimp acts that rap about pimping. Alright. Um, so and I mean if two types of bitches has to be the song. I, I don't even like the fact that there's a song called Two Types of Bitches, <laughs> but whatever. Well, they, here's here's the right. thing. Here's the thing. This is true. And then the there's youth, a song right after it called Real, Real Women. Women. It's right? like, what the fuck? So are here's you the guys thing. Doing? Um look, yeah, it's two types of bitches, and obviously, you know, it's not a good 
good word to use, but like, you know, hook is. The hook is dope though. Yeah, it's like cool. you've got women that you know, it's like uh, women that know they are and women that know they ain't. Of course, it's like you know, bitches know they are and bitches know they. I don't. Know. I like yeah. the hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's better. It it's be- cool. This track to me is better than bitches and sisters. I'll tell you that. Bitches and sisters is awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the song's not good. I'm sorry, Tep. Don't beat us up. So but, uh, <laughs> the thing, the thing for me about pimping, um, actually, I don't, I don't have anything against prostitution. Um, mm. But pimping though, I think one of one of my issues with it is that look, I I actually respect the idea that a man can, you know, spit a certain type of game to a woman to essentially like get him get her to work for him. Um, I respect it, like I respect that like uh, ability to do that. But at the end of the day, like when you end up, you know. It's one thing for a woman to 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 use what she has to, to to get money for herself, but it's another thing for someone else to come in, like a, our manager, you know, right. a pimp to come in and then treat her as if she's a commodity. At which at which case she then becomes um, uh, uh, exposable, or um, you know, so, start, you know. So like, I think my views are, are different. Um, I actually don't respect that shit at all. I got um, you. And I think at a certain point in time, you know, especially growing up in California, and at, even at a certain point pomona which is well known to be you know like a a, a place that has high traffic of 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 prostitution um but you know when you're young they kind of teach you to like glamorize and glorify that shit like oh yeah dude got a spit game or whatever but like the 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 reality of the situation is it's just exploiting another person oh and, you no, know that's and what it's I finding said. flaws it's it's almost like like the strategies that you would have as a basketball player or yeah. as anything else you're finding somebody who is is hurting right and you're sure. exploiting the 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 things of those things about them to take advantage of them so sure. that you can make money for yourself sure 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 um, what what to clarify i'm not necessarily saying the actual like profession of it i just think the psychological mm-hmm. element to be able to spit that game i can i respect that ability because right. not everybody has that yeah. but at the same time when you start commoditizing it right um and then you get into what you're talking about you know right. you get into you know you're, you're treating women like commodity you're treating yeah. them like property yeah um that's when um disposable i said i think i said expose uh whatever the, when you can uh you know dispose women to discard them yeah um that's when it becomes like a, a real big problem yeah uh, it's and weird then, like the managing aspect of it you know you get out there uh, get a woman to go out there and hustle for you i don't necessarily right i don't and, really vibe and it's with that. weird because a lot of the music that i grew up listening to and a lot of the music that i loved and still love today you know definitely glamorizes and glorifies like pimping you know and stuff like that and I mean, you know, I think over time as I got older, like I even I I met prostitutes before. Mm-hmm. I met I met dudes. I met pimps. Before, I don't you know think I've saying? met like and like Maybe these are you know prostitutes. these are people like it's not it's not a cartoon. Right. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 real life. So I mean, but you know, not to go too far on that. This is the entertainment value. I'm still mm-hmm. a big fan of Street Gospel, which is Sugar Free's album. I'm a big fan of Pimp C. We talked about Pimp C, and and we might as well go down this this tangent. I was talking to you about how I feel as though Pimp C is somebody who, um, the style is so much <laughs> iller yeah. than most other people's style that the substance isn't even important. Like I think he's got some substance. I think but, he yeah. has substance as well. Um, I think he's very, very talented musically. Mm-hmm. You talked a lot of, in the last uh, episode about Kendrick Lamar and mm-hmm. how you know he's just somebody who really understands music. Pimp C really understands oh, music, does. and um, I read a lot of articles about him around the time. I, I even bought their DVD, and um, 
he talked about how he was in the chorus when he okay. was a kid, and I uh, he was he I was like he was a re- regional like he competed regionally as like a vocalist and had like won like state competitions and stuff like that as a as a person in the chorus. So like dude, you know, really sweet, really understands music. He 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 plays multiple instruments. Yeah, um, he, he you know, he can sing, uh, etc. So I mean, musically dude is really really dope, but just stylistically just how long bitch? <laughs> sweet James Jones. <laughs> just like he's just like so cool and so like the twang to his voice is just so dope that it's just like he could say anything he could say I'm walking down the street and it would sound cool like there's very few people I think that have that type of style so we were talking about uh, this track and how I want to put Jay-Z on here right. but you were mentioning that you don't think that uh, Pimp C wanted Jay-Z on this record so yeah I, I don't was, even remember might have been like speculation yeah I don't remember what we were talking about specifically maybe you were saying Jay-Z on this album and I was saying I, I feel like I feel like Pimp always has seemed to have a chip on his shoulder about Jay. But, and, but like um, UGK is Jay-Z's favorite, uh, right. favorite group. And so supposedly, I guess, I think it was Memphis Bleak who put Jay onto UGK. Okay. And Jay became a huge UGK fan. Right, and he, so. and he wanted to he wanted to, you know, try to do a record with them. Um and and that, you know, insert Big Pimpin mm-hmm. here. Which we should talk um, about a little bit. I right. Think. And so apparently the story is like Jay was like, yo, I really want to do this song. And Bun was like, yo, yep. this would be good for yep. our career. Like, we should do it. And Pimp was like, fuck that. Yep. <laughs> like, he was like, I'm not doing a song with this guy. Like, I'm not just trying to be some Southern novelty act. Like, we got what we do. Yeah. He got what he does. And it's separate. And um, the funny part of the story is the music video, right? So well, hold on. We got to so, get to the fact that uh, Pimp C was like, all right, look, if I do it, he's only getting 12 bars. <laughs> Well, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, well, because his verse is only twelve bars. Yeah, so that's, true, that, that's true. He that's agreed, true. He agreed. If he, he agreed. He, if he, he did, did it, did he's, it. Like, he's he only going to get twelve bars, verse. and it's the best twelve bars on the track. Yeah, <laughs> that was right. He didn't want to do the the joint. He was finally like, all right, whatever. I'm basically going to mail this in. I'm not basically. even going to give him a whole verse, <laughs> and I'm doing this as a favor to you, Bun. <laughs> And then Bun's like, all right, cool. They make the record or whatever. But the whole fu- the funny story is the video, right? Because right. then it was time to shoot a video. And Bun's and uh, Pimp's like, nah, I'm not shooting the video. Well, and Bun B's like... Essentially what it was is they they get out... Um, where did they film it? So it's they on, went it's on, to Carnival. The- they went to Trini Carnival okay. to film the video. And Pimp, Half of it's on a yacht. Pimp refuses right. to go. So... They have to shoot the whole because they already rented everything and, and they've paid got they've got they've got um uh who's the who's the director the the main guy I'm forgetting his name uh, Hype Williams Hype yes. Williams Hype yeah Williams, yes. so Hype Williams the does the video director. the biggest hip hop right, director right, right. they spend a million dollars on they've the, got, on the they've budget. got Gloria Valles they've well, got no, 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 uh, that, Melissa Ford that, isn't that, there no that's the that's the kicker right okay all right so, so they got they got right, all the so baddest video vixens they got the yacht. They right. got they got they're in Carnival and they're right. standing above and you get to see people in the their, in their costumes and you know and and everything this glorious video and Pimpsey's like and Pimpsey's like that. fuck no nah. so then <laughs> so then finally at the last minute somehow they convince Pimp to do the video right but it's already too late they've already filmed yeah. in Trinidad yeah so he's like all right well look I'm in Miami. 
I'll pull my car up and you get somebody to come and videotape. The this drug. dude's got so, what is he wearing? It's some fur, I, white some fur joint. Crazy it's shit. fucking hot as shit, and he's still yeah. looking cool as hell so, in his jacket. If anybody, and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has seen this video. Right. If you go back and watch the video, you will notice that Pimp C is on a beach that doesn't look like a beach that would be in Trinidad because right. it's in fucking Miami, Florida. Right. <laughs> so he he's got so Gloria, apparently so Gloria has Valles Gloria Velez right, 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 right. on speed dial. So he's like, <laughs> meet me here. I'll bring my car and I'll bring my bitch up. <laughs> so, so he calls Gloria Velez, pulls up in a Bentley. They film him rapping in front of his car and that is his verse in the video. He's a legend, yeah. Yo, shout out to Hype Williams for making that video still make sense. Yes. Because I never even thought about it until I saw the uh, the interview and I was like, yo, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, Pimp C always seemed like he kind of had a a chip on his shoulder when it came to Jay-Z. Like he he didn't feel like he needed Jay or whatever. So it probably would be a little bit of a chore to get well, Jay on this way, album. Either way, he's getting on this album. He's getting getting on this track. We can go on to the next one. Yeah. Let's. You want to you wanna skip Real Woman? We can, I mean, we, we can, can talk we can about it, right? So we can cut it. I it was don't mind. Real Woman like it was like Guess Who Loves You More or whatever by Raheem Devon was the song that they remade this. Uh, I believe for? so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I di- I just didn't need it. I'm I'm cool with Raheem uh, Devon's record by itself and throwing Talib Kweli on it. I mean, I guess he his goal was like I made the most ignorant song ever with two type <laughs> of bitches. So, so I'm gonna make Real that. Women and I'm gonna put Talib Kweli on it. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. Cut that. Uh, um, Candy was cool, man. I, I, I like it. it. Was, I like the track, yeah. but the feel of it versus the other tracks that I'm keeping, it's just a little too... Chrome-plated woman. Candy. Yeah, but you that's the thing. Candy is not as good as Chrome-plated woman. Right. You know, and so, and the beat just doesn't necessarily feel like it fits with a lot of the tracks that I'm keeping. Okay. And so that, again, I like the track. Yeah. You know, this is one of the tracks that I like that I'm just like, you know what? I just don't, I just don't have space on this album. Yeah. Um, Tell me how you feel. That's another Jazzy Faye joint. Yeah, I don't cut. need to get into it. I'm cutting that. Yeah. All right. Shattered Dreams. This is a track that I really, really like. I think uh-huh. needed a video. I think should be prominently featured. Okay. Bum B actually isn't even featured on this. It's just Pimp C. Okay. Um, it's Pimp C and it's Sleepy Brown on the hook it's not in the credits here but Sleepy Brown is the guy is the vocalist right I think that he actually is um, he actually holds the track back I think really? I would have yeah I think I would have tried to either get D'Angelo and I know D'Angelo mm. probably wouldn't have been available at the time but D'Angelo or maybe Anthony Hamilton and yeah. Anthony, getting Anthony, Anthony Hamilton, Hamilton been. kind of shifts the track a little bit mm. but I think that Anthony Hamilton was pretty big at the time and so yeah. I think that if you had him on this record mm. um, and then you had like a you know a video and like a live band yeah. um, and then you've got you've got Pimp C like I mean the, the song the lyrics on here are really 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 good yeah, and I after go after back. everything that comes before it to have this track it's just like it's kind of like man like you know it's 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 so interesting trying to pick Pimpsey's brain mm. because he it's just like such a, like a good like uplifting track I don't know it's just it's it's it's, it's a really good piece of music yeah. so um so, so for me I'm obviously keeping that speaking of, of Pimp C and this is a tangent but it's hilarious um do you remember the whole deal where Pimp C Pimp C drew had t-shirts that showed the south but atlanta was missing no i did not see that and so did you you didn't hear about the whole controversy no. where he said atlanta wasn't the south did he include florida in the south he included maryland dog. Oh, wow <laughs> he had maryland all wow. the way down and then he said but atlanta ain't the south because there's too many gay people <laughs> 
So he was like, That's he tough. was like, everybody from Atlanta is on the down low. He was like, every rapper, all of them, I don't respect none of them. That's and tough. then, and then Bun kept getting asked about it in interviews, and he's like, yo, I don't control Pimp C. Like I can't, yeah. I can't speak for him. Whatever, whatever. And then eventually, Pimp C actually came back and apologized. <laughs> but it was like for specific people. Like it was like, yeah, I apologize. Outcast ain't gay, but yo, <laughs> Atlanta ain't the South. Yo, that's tough. That's yo, tough. Man, Look, Pepsi the, had the, some hilarious, hilarious outtakes from from uh, interviews. Man, yeah, yeah. We might we might catch some heat for this episode. Super outspoken, <laughs> praising, praising Pimpsey <laughs> anyway. and his outlandish list. Man, he had a lot. Yeah, but anyway. All right, so um, you're gonna cut like that. I'm gonna keep yep. it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that later. Next okay. up, I want to get to next up. Yeah. Um, I appreciate this track. I like that. You know. UGK teamed up with Marley Mar, um, Big Daddy Kane and Coogee Rap, but yeah. I don't need it. I, don't I felt need this that way here. too. Like I was like, I I get what they're trying to do, and I'm always a fan of like yo hip hop like all stars and legends yeah, like getting together too, and, and showing love. But it was like, eh, they kind of southernified a, a beat that we already knew, and then yeah, and then I, it just I, it didn't make sense on the album. So I think for me the out the 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 outro itself I'm going to get rid of. Yeah, and the I'm outro is just going to be living, living this life. life. I did and the I same think that thing. if you if you go from shattered dreams to living this life, mm-hmm. I think that that's a perfect way to close out the album. Right. Um, however, I would have room for a bonus track, and that is the like that. So the second, so the actual version uh, of like that. You make right? that the remix. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that the remix. I'm going to tweak the beat a little bit okay. to make it a little bit more club worthy okay. and then I'm going to put Too Short on it and mm. then somehow I'm going to figure out a way to get it so that like when you play Blow the Whistle mm. you can like transition into like that I mean Little John make, made the beat so right. that you can definitely do that and I think that th- I think that this track needed another club this album needed another club hit okay but um, I mean that's that's pretty much going to wrap it up for me I think that yeah. we're actually in agreement on, on most most of this album there's probably yeah. Some some tracks here and there that we disagree with. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that the only thing I would say that's a criticism of our of our um, list mm-hmm. that we've discussed is that we I think we just like too much music on this album. Yeah, and I think for it to be a classic, we can't have like eighteen cuts. So like, yeah. we're probably still gonna have to cut down the list that we even have but agreed. To that's keep. a testament to just how good this album is. Right. Which you know, we actually debated whether or not we were gonna do this because yeah, yeah. you know, if I had to grade this album, I would probably grade it as it is right now a B plus. Yeah. Um, which too. is is kind of interesting. Like, well, how can you make a B plus a classic? I mean, I think this record. In terms of commercial status, in terms of national appeal, I think that this is a record that people should have been talking about a lot more. And I think yeah. that one of the reasons why they didn't is because, you know, it's a double disc and that's a lot of 120 minutes is a lot of music. Yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, they didn't they didn't market themselves enough. Mm. You know, I mean, like, I would be willing to bet that there are a handful of people who are very very familiar with this international players anthem yep. and are and don't are are unaware that it's actually on this album. I think most people probably. Yeah, and I because think this is something that is seen in Outkast's catalog. Like right. people are like, "Oh, Andre Three Stacks, Keep Your Heart Three Stacks." Like everybody knows that verse. And I think that you know, uh, you and I both the song that stands out to well, you said you said it was uh, "Game Belongs uh, to Me" and, and Gravy. And you said Gravy. Yeah. Uh, gravy is is. It's not the standout to me that it is to you, but it's it's a pivot. It's obviously it has to stay on this record. But yeah, right. the game belongs to me. It's is so obviously good. is obviously the standout. But I think that 
had they wrapped up had they had they marketed a few more songs um you know packaged them in videos and just you know made some more like maybe like i said mm-hmm. put like that as as a club track yeah. and just you know just have that for a club um put that as a bonus track on this i mean i think that you mm-hmm. could have done more to let people know let let the rest of the nation know hey like yeah. ugk has an album yeah. pimp c is out of jail and this shit is yeah. dope as fuck i mean the other thing though right pimp c passes away in december yeah. this album comes out in august yeah so it's like you know i mean it's not like they had a whole long rollout like you know i mean at, once he passed it was like then they were talking about putting out a solo album and all yeah. that other stuff so i mean i think that 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 affected it and i i stick by my my theory that you know international players anthem kind of took all of the air out of I th- no i to, it, that's not a theory i yeah, think that's a fact i think yeah. and look it's a dope track and like yeah. i said we would we would both keep it on here but mm-hmm. that's my argument for why i could see you know this album without it on mm-hmm. there um and having it still be a classic I'm, i i think it needs to be on there but you talked about this needing another club banger but that kind of is the club banger, right? No, like, it is. Like, but, I, but the problem is, is that like it's yeah, so outcast. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if you had, like I said, I, I think that if you if you made another one that just wasn't necessarily like, um, it didn't necessarily need to be as good as International Players Anthem. Mm-hmm. I think it just needed to be something that could stay in the rotation. Yeah. Um, like like for example, like I said, like if you if you you know uh, too short blow the whistle, that was a dope record at this yep, time, and yep. I think that if you had to mix them together, because blow the whistle is still attractive ten years later, yep. still gets rotation at the club, yep. and I think that you know the the way the way you know DJs work, mm-hmm. um, you've got certain tracks to kind of just go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like when you put on the um, it's pimps, uh, no not pimp C, it's um. It's dun, dun, in the place to be, and I got uh, rock, rock the, the mic, mic, right? Yeah, and the, obviously you know that the, the PD crack, the ooh, oh, like, you know that joint is coming on next, right? <laughs> and there's <laughs> yeah. certain, there's just certain like tracks that you you just know that like yep. the way the DJs kind of mix them, they all kind of accept it, like oh you know this goes with this, and the crowd's gonna react to this, and because of that, like you can get away with just playing like you know 30 seconds 45 seconds of a track right but in doing so it just kind of stays in rotation and yeah, i think that yeah. you know there's there's i think that at least like that the the, mm-hmm. the the second or the one with little john yeah um i think that that's something that if you tweak it a little bit um you could give it a little bit more club appeal i think that that's yeah. something that could have stayed in rotation and like i said it doesn't need to be in the crux of the album right. you can make that the remix and put it as a bonus track and you yeah good. yeah so back to what you were saying about the like that versus the like that remix yeah i actually kind of I, I like like the little hip hop Easter eggs. Like I like things like that where like part two comes out before part one. Like <laughs> like know, like shook once like shook ones part two. It's right. like well what was what shook, ones, shook part ones part one? one? You know what I mean? Right, like right, right, um right, right, right. like when I first got into Slum Village, Fantastic Volume Two, I was like this is crazy. What happened to Volume One? I mean what later a, I learned whatever happened that. to uh, Outcast, the art of storytelling part three. Cause you got you it got, never got put on a real. You got album. the art of sto- you got the art of storytelling, the art of storytelling too. That mm-hmm. are both on Equimini, and then you've got one of the greatest verses of all time from right. Andre on uh, on the art of storytelling, uh, art of storytelling part four. Right. What the fuck happened? To art of I Star- think three was released three. on some like little mixtape thing. I think I remember seeing it. But you're right. Again, I like little things like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad with like that remix being here and like like that coming later i'm cool i got with you that. i got you i got you but uh but yeah man i mean anything else you want to uh say about nah, this before we um close it out where do you where do you put uh you know in terms of like my elite 
hip hop groups. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got Wu Tang, I've got um, Tribe, and I've got uh, who the fuck is the other one that I said before? Um, oh, Outkast, obviously. Right. I've got UGK in my tier one, in my first tier, right beneath that. But I could actually, mm-hmm. I don't know. I almost think that they belong in that elite camp. What do you think? I would I would probably not. I don't know, man. It's They'd tough, be right, right on the line. Because They'd be right on the line for their me. catalog. I mean, too hard to swallow is. I mean, it's 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 old. So yeah. it, for for any of its shortcomings, I think you can attribute the attribute them to the fact that it came out in what like ninety two. Right. So hip hop production was still very raw at the time. Right. Um. But everything from like you know, um, uh, super tight, um, riding dirty, dirty money. There's another one in there as well. I think there yeah. is. I so for me like. I think I I got on the UGK boat later than most, mm-hmm. um, and I think I just can't really say that I'm super well versed in their okay. catalog because I think when I went back, um, I really really gravitated to Riding Dirty. Yo, that Riding Dirty for is good reason. so that shit is dope. it's so good. It's so it's so good that like I have to listen to it all the time. Oh, yeah. And so I think that it kind of overshadows the rest of their music. Like I didn't. I didn't connect with another piece of music uh, from that's them fair. as much. That's fair. Um, so I probably wouldn't put them up there just from per- from a personal perspective because I just don't listen to uh, their whole catalog. That's cool. Know? That's cool. That's cool. But like you know, tri- I mean, Tribe Called Quest, like yeah. Midnight Marauders. You know, I mean, all all that early Low stuff. I, yeah, like I, I Midnight Marauders specifically. I got you. Um, I you know I I listen to it so much and I just. Like was so fascinated to even that new joint to get all of their stuff, yeah. yeah. And Outcast is Outcast. You can't. Yeah, even, yeah. <laughs> there's Absolutely. nothing to say about Wu or Outcast. They're just, yeah. yeah so so that's, that's that's it for that's it for me though. Yeah, man. I I feel like I gotta make you listen to something now. You know, because you really wanted to do this one. So I feel like we gotta go out west. Yeah, let's go out. We gotta west. go out west for let's the go next out west. one. I'm um, definitely more of a East Coast, and you know, peppered in a little bit from the South. Yeah. Obviously, you know the main the main points of focus in the West. Like I understand that stuff. Right. But there's probably some nitty gritty things that I should know that I don't. Right. Um. So so Yink is gonna put me yeah. up on that. And uh, we'll get into that for for a future episode. For sure, for sure. Um, and there was one other thing I was gonna say on this topic. I don't even remember. Anyway, all right, you wanna sign off? Yeah, man. Peace. Peace. About this nigga talking about it, Tipsy Wiggy gon' split. I laugh and I dance cause I'm fucking this shit. She told me all she wanna do is ride my dick. Wiggy with the nigga cause he giving him that. But every fucking night I try to break a fucking back. And now the nigga say that it won't apply. But if he fuck around, I put that fire in his life. Man, he fucking that broad. And if he tripped in his phone, never let a nigga say you a broad. This nigga gal now and he know it Got a fist but won't throw it Talk your shit but won't show it Yo it ain't nothing going on but nuts on naked tricks They never faking lick Sucking dick while I'm taking shit I do a bitch bad and treat a nigga worse than that And make sure you show him that fat catch you left with